You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Hey there. Good morning. Welcome in. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Hope everybody's uh, up and running on this uh, Thursday as we get closer to the weekend. Whole bunch to run through over this next 60 minutes. So uh, let's roll through this Thursday edition. Of course, the number, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question is up and running, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But, of course, the big story, the first story of the day. Unfortunately, it's baseball again. Yeah, we just can't seem to shake it. But baseball, seems like, finally took a major step forward to actually having a season. Some good news there. But here's the thing, and I know this will come as a shock to many of you. So hold on to your hats if you're wearing hats. It seems that they can't actually agree if they have a deal. No, they don't necessarily are disagreeing on that, whether they're close to a deal or not. There's not been a deal, but even whether or not they're close to a deal is apparently a bone of contention. I I know it's crazy. The two sides just uh, can't seem to agree even on that. Rob Manfred and Tony Clark did meet face-to-face. Seems like they have the framework of a deal, depending on what you consider the framework of a deal. Certainly have moved more in a positive direction than they have really since this whole thing started back in March with uh, the the deal that they agreed to at that time, which, of course, has brought up so much um, discontent on both sides about what that actual agreement meant back in March. But the union is adamant that no deal has been reached yet, of course. They're always adamant, right? They always insist. They're always resolute. They're always furious. We get it, guys. You don't don't like the other side, right? But the the biggest stumbling block seems to be now the number of games. The owners, at least in the proposed uh, settlement, would be 60. The union wants more than that. Seems like they want somewhere in the 70s. It would seem as an outsider, that that would be a pretty easy thing to settle, right? One side saying 70, the other side saying 60. It would seem like, hey, you know what? Let's just split the difference, make it 65. But again, who are we talking about? From a statement from Rob Manford, quote, we left that meeting with a jointly developed framework that we agreed could be the basis for an agreement and subject to conversations with our respective constituents. Boy, I mean, listen to that word salad, right? Has anyone ever naturally used that grouping of words? We left that meeting with a jointly developed framework that we we agreed could be the basis for an agreement and subject to conversations with our respective constituents. That that If you've ever needed a... <laughs> definition of word salad that is of course the union would disagree calling that a word salad no that that's it's a a communication combination it's not a word i'm sure many of you will remember yesterday if you were listening i said you know what for all the people who are saying they have to get in a room they have to see each other face to face they gotta look eyeball to eyeball to get this thing worked out i said i don't really think that that's what's important what's important is changing what their positions will be or have been, and many people uh, will, will say, well, see, Gordon, they got in a room. They got a breakthrough when they got in the room together. 
getting in the room, seeing each other face to face. That was the key. Well, no, it's not really the key. It's that the owners essentially caved, right? The players called the owners bluff, and the owners do apparently care about public perception. Now, not enough to just cave right away, but once it was clear that the owners were bluffing about instituting this season, even though they had the right to do so, and the players came up with the tell us where and when, they called the owners bluff and the owners caved. And yesterday they caved. They gave into the, it was not the fact that they were in the same room together. Do you think that there was some miscommunication that was taking place because they were negotiating from different locations? That the owners didn't understand that the players wanted a hundred percent of the prorated portion of the contracts and then they showed up yesterday wherever it was, Arizona. Oh, wait a second. You guys want the one hundred percent of the pro Ah You know what? Now that we're in the same room, ah, that okay. You know, when we're talking on the phone, when we're talking on those Zoom calls, sometimes the Wi Fi would drop out. We didn't realize that that's what No. That was the biggest obstacle. At least one of the biggest obstacles. The owners had to agree to paying the players 100% of their prorated salaries. If Rob Manfred had been on the moon, if he had been on SpaceX, is that thing still up there? SpaceX? I think it is, right? If that, if they had been on SpaceX and uh, the Dragon is the, they, they call it. And he agreed at that point on SpaceX, you know what? You guys can have 100% of the prorated salaries. Things would have moved along. That was the key, not whether or not they were in the same room together. But now that that's out, because the fi- the, the, the owners finally gave him, they, and they really had no choice, if unless they don't want a season. If they didn't want a season, they could have stuck to their guns. But apparently, there's enough owners that do want to make have a season, probably because they realize that they will still make money. Now, they won't make as much money as they had if they had had fans in the stands and had 162 and all those different things, but they're still going to make money if they play a season. It's not, I'm sorry that this idea that the owners would love you to, oh my God, we're going to, it's going to be catastrophic if we play this amount. Right. You can play 60 games, but 70, the, the, the financial losses are going to be biblical. Okay. Those 10 games, it's just going to be night and day. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of the other times the owners talk, and they don't even talk that often, but anytime they do talk, it's kind of hard to take them seriously when they tell you, you know, baseball, you don't make a lot of money. It's really a tough business to, it's not as profitable as you think. Meanwhile, the the organization is worth billions of dollars, something you bought for, for hundreds of millions, and now it's worth billions. But for their part, the players, according to Jeff Passan, who we'll hear from in a second, said that the players' union also, this is another big thing, would waive its right to file a grievance if Major League Baseball, if they work out an agreement, right? So that that has been something that was hanging over the owners' heads. They didn't want to just institute a season because they knew if they did, the players would file a grievance saying that the owners were not negotiating in good faith. So that apparently seems like it's out of the way now. So let's hear from Jeff Pass and what needs to happen to get this agreement done. It's just something at this point to land the plane here. And the really frustrating part of this all, Scott, and I think this goes for both sides, is that 
One side, Major League Baseball, believed that it did have an agreement last night. And the other side, the Major League Baseball Players Association, did not see it the same way. And if this sounds familiar, it's because going back to the March 26th, Agreement or the March 26th disagreement, if you want to call it. They have been on opposite sides of so many of these negotiations that when they come to terms on something or believe they've come to terms, they just don't know who's going to hold up their end of the bargain. And so right now, Major League Baseball wants to hold a 60-game season. Right now, players are talking and saying, we do not want to do a 60-game season. Right now, Major League Baseball is saying, but wait, we thought we had a 60-game season. And right now, the Players Association is like, no, 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 we're going to come back at you, and it's probably going to be in the neighborhood of 70 or 72. And that, Scott, is what runs the risk of blowing this entire thing up. There's a chance that the owners see that, hear that, and say, you know what, forget this. We're just going to implement the season. It'll be a shorter season. We're done with this. All right. I don't think that that's going to happen. I mean, look, if you can't, after all you have been through, come up with a, a, a reasonable agreement, when one side is saying 60 and the other side is saying 70, well, then you are even more incompetent than we already thought you were. And keep in mind, we've been spending – a good portion of the one hour that we have here at 5 o'clock in the morning detailing just how incompetent you have been every step of the way. And knowing baseball, they'll probably screw this up another couple of ways. I still think that there's going to be baseball. I think yesterday that was kind of the breakthrough, and even though there's not an agreement now, they I would think that they will be able to come up with an agreement here before too long. I mean, it's not like they actually solved anything outside of getting on the field this year. And nothing has a shorter shelf life in baseball quite like optimism, right? Like as soon as there's some optimism on either side, well, wait, the other side has, wait a second. We would not describe this as optimism. But under the proposal, the uh, season would begin July 19th, obviously subject to change. Buster only said uh, that there would be a 60-game slate containing 10 off days, of course, both sides said that there's an expectation that further talks will result in a schedule of about 65 games. That would seem to be the you know most reasonable way that you would solve this problem, right? Like one side saying 60, the other side saying 70. Also, sources told Jeff Passan that the offer includes an expanded playoff format. It would also apparently include a universal DH, which is... Let's be honest, way past due, right? Like, it's been long enough. The fact that baseball has not already been able to institute a universe, that one league is playing with one set of rules and the other league is playing with another set of rules, it's just the dopiest thing that has been going on forever. And, you know, there's a lot of complaints about baseball being too slow to adapt. And that is absolutely true. You can't complain about be baseball being too slow to adapt and then complain about the universal DH. And, you know, I don't think that you're going to hear a lot of complaints, at least not around here. You know why? Because it's good for the Mets. It's good for the Mets to have a universal DH with the, the team that they would be able to put on the field with Cespedes, J.D. Davis, and even Dom Smith to an extent, having an extra spot in the lineup for a guy that doesn't have to play the field Cespedes because of health concerns, J.D. Davis because he's just not a good fielder, and then Dom Smith, another way to get an extra bat in the lineup. Uh, I'm assuming that most Met fans are going to be on board. At this point, the whole baseball thing, it's like wake me when you have a deal. I still want baseball because I love sports, and baseball is a part of summer, 
But, you know, it's like I, I like to eat sausage because it's delicious, but I don't need to know the process. And I certainly don't want to hear about the process either. I, but I would be rather walk through the sausage-making process than hear another second about the negotiations. Get a deal or don't. I got other things to worry about at this point. It certainly seems like things are moving in the right direction. I'm hopeful. But again, with baseball, they'll probably screw this up another couple of ways before a deal gets done. And only baseball. Only baseball could have this prime opportunity to be able to put a product on the field, have the stage all to themselves, actually be working in the right way for a change to to gain fans and gain eyeballs and screw it up. Still have the season, but still turn off so many people in the process that they'll actually lose people rather than gain people at a time where it seems like everybody's gaining viewers because there's nothing else to do. All right, so the poll question, which is up for today, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. It's baseball-related again. Nobody has called the NBA snitch hotline yet, so we have to go baseball again. And I can't wait. That first call, I wonder if anybody's made the call yet. You never know. You can't start planning too early. But uh, the, the poll question for today is up. It's uh, Reports are Major League Baseball moving closer to an agreement to play the 2020 season. Players Associate. How dare you say we're moving close? We're not moving closer at all. Nothing has been. All right, relax. Of the proposed changes, which do you hate the most? We could have went with which do you like the most, but that's not what we're about. It's about the hate. Of the proposed changes, which do you hate the most? A, the universal DH. B, expanded playoffs. C, ads, corporate ads on jerseys. Oh, boy. Or D, too few games. And that could be for either 60 games or 70 games or 65 games or 68. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're not going to play 162. So too few games. Those are the four options for you. You can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. Two other things uh, baseball related before we get to the poll question. Uh, one, one is just a, a complete pet peeve of mine. You ever find in life... That there's, there's terms that just go all of a sudden pop up. They're just kind of created. And then everybody just starts parroting them over and over and over again. It's like you, you didn't, you didn't mention this. You, you, nobody's ever come up with this term before. And there's one in regards to the baseball that just, it, it, it it's a pet peeve. It's not a big deal, but it's just driving me up the wall. The term pro rata to talk about the pro rated portion of the players con- pro rata have you heard that lately i've heard that ad nauseum jeff passan was the first one to bring it i, I don't think he created it. i'm sure he heard it from you know the, the the players i have never heard that term before pro rata and now everybody pro rata pro rata pro rata it's almost like one of those things that it, it, it's a term that makes you sound smarter than than on a topic than you maybe you are but oh my god pro rata pro rata if i never have to hear the term pro rata I want a pro puka or so. I don't know. It's enough already. Also, when you read the stories about the baseball, there's always like, you know, side links to other angles of the story. And every, it seems like every time I read a story about the, the current negotiations, there's always a link to a story or an article about the timeline of the baseball negotiations. Take a look back on the timeline of the negotiations. Has anyone ever clicked on that link before? I like, yeah, I would like a timeline on my root canal. God, the last thing anybody needs. Yeah, let me go back and 
<laughs> remember all the hits of the great baseball negotiations. Oh, my goodness. No. Is there a link I can hit so I never have to see any more of the baseball negotiation? Come up with a deal and get back to me. That's how I feel. All right. That's uh, just two pet peeves of mine. All right. So the poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer, is all about uh, some of the proposed changes if baseball, the two sides, actually can come up to an agreement. And look, let's not get carried away. Just because they had a nice little day yesterday doesn't mean anything just yet. But of the proposed changes, there's a bunch of them. I could run down them for you, but we went with four for uh, the poll question for this Thursday edition. And uh, among some of them, what are they? All right, here we go. The, the four that we went with. A, universal DH. That seems to be the one that everybody is uh, – and, and would have the, the greatest impact at least right away, right? National League teams no longer having the pitcher hit at least for this year. I think it's for 2020 and 2021, which you would hope is going to be a, a much more normal season. But we don't know that either right now. So universal DH, which if you th- you figure, right, if it gets in one year – it's probably going to stay that way, right? Especially if you have it as it's written right now, it looks like it would be for both years. So universal DH is A. B is expanded playoffs. More teams making the playoffs, at least for, you know, next year or this year. Uh, C, ads on jerseys. Oh, my goodness. That's always a very big, uh, you know, big thing for people to uh, get past. Do not like the ads on jerseys. Just the concept of ads on jersey. You don't even have to, well, let me show you what it looks. No, 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 no. I don't want to see the ads on the jersey. I mean, when the Yankees unveiled their jerseys with the Nike swoosh, you would have thought that they had curse words written on the, on the jersey. Oh, ah, oh, you're wearing a Nike swoosh. Everybody who's, who's, who's complaining about a tiny little swoosh on the jersey, you're probably wearing a Nike sweatshirt or you own one or Nike sneakers or, that's outrageous. I'll wear that on my feet, but not on a shirt. It's very odd. And then finally, uh, too few games. Too few games, right? Like a baseball season is not, is, it's, it's just not a, 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 a representative season if you're only playing 60 games or 65 games or even 70 games. You know, when we first started having the conversation about baseball, I think most people were in agreement that unless you had 80 games, I mean, that has to be like the bare minimum to have a representative season, and now it's pretty clear you're not going to have 80 games by any stretch of the imagination. So too few games. Well, look, A, I would say the universal DH is way past time, way past time for there to be a DH in the National League. And I'm glad that this opportunity has now come, and you probably won't hear that many complaints because Met fans will be on board. It's good for their team this year. Now, if Ioannis Cespedes was not going to return or, you know, Dom Smith had uh, had never really kind of maybe broken through and shown you some flashes that he could be a, a real major league player. Who knows? Maybe Met fans would be, you know, stuck in the past. Oh, I like I like watching the pitcher come up there and bunt every, uh, you know, from the fifth inning on. I like to see. But I think the universal DH, I don't think that the criticism will be as great because for Met fans, it's actually a good move for their team. They'll score more runs and it'll make their lineup better. It'll make every lineup better generally. So I would not say universal DH. That's not a real problem for me. Ads on jerseys. Well, look, I, I, I kind of tipped my hand there by the, the Nike thing. The ads on jerseys will seem like a big deal, and it because w- you're right now you're envisioning soccer 
jerseys. That's what you're envisioning in your mind. It will not look like soccer. They're not going to replace the team name with a corporate name, right? The the Yankees are not going to be known as the American Airlines, right? Like they're not going to have that strapped across the front of the jersey. They're still going to be known as the Yankees. And already they have the little Nike swoosh on there that after a week or two, you'll forget it's even there. You'll forget it's even there. And I got to be honest with you. The Nike swoosh is a far less uh, uh, enraging to me than when I see Yankee fans with the names on the back of the jersey. To me, that's much more that that screams to me much more than just a little tiny ad on the jersey. Now, I guess since it, you don't know exactly what it would be, we don't know what it will look like. But I'm telling you right now, it, it, after a week or two, I mean, I remember when the conversation came up about the NBA jerseys. Remember? Oh, my God, they're going to put ads on the – yes, of course. They're going to – at the end of the day, what all these negotiations tell you, it's all – it's just business to them. It's not – there's no – there's no – it's not a, it's not a religion. It's not the, the sanctity of, of sports and all. It's just ways for them to make more and more money, and that's one that's a cash cow once they – now, I think it will have diminishing returns over time – but at least to start, yeah, that's going to be something that's going to happen. It's just you're going to have to get – and as long as it's done in a certain way where it's not obtrusive, it's not like screaming at you and beating you over the head like the Nike swoosh doesn't scream or beat me over the head, uh, i got to be honest, I don't really have a problem with the ads on the jersey or if they put something on the sleeve of the jersey or something like that. Yeah, it'll seem – uh, annoying at first, it'll you know maybe get under your skin a little bit, but after a week or two, I'm telling you, man, you're not even going to notice it's there. You're not even going to notice it's there. So ads on jerseys is not uh, not the the be all and end all for me. And too few games. Well, look, I think at this point, I just want to have games. So the, the the real issue for me would be too few games. Is if you're not having any games at all. So that would not be the one. I, if I had to have a vote, I would say it would be the expanded playoffs because much like the universal DH, it's probably, once they get it in, it's probably going to be there forever. And as we brought up when it was first kind of floated out there, and this is something that the owners want because they make money in the playoffs. All these sports make money in the playoffs. That's when the, you know, more eyeballs are on the sport. Baseball is not designed to be a sport like basketball or football or hockey where half the league makes the playoffs. It's supposed baseball is designed over the 162. Now, you know, in this day and age, it might be an insanely long, it might be an outdated concept, but baseball is supposed to be about the everyday, the long haul, the cream rises to the top, and that not everybody makes the playoffs. Now, I think that there is a balancing act, right? Like, I don't think it has to be like back in the day where you only had two teams advance the World Series. I think the divisional ser- this series has been a benefit, and maybe in time I'll get used to it. But I do think that there is a tipping point. I do think that there is a balancing act, that you, you just don't expand it to be like all these other sports. You're not like these other sports. There's a reason why you play 162 games, and it's not to have half the league make the playoffs. So if I had a vote, uh, I would say that the one that uh, that I dislike the most is the expanded playoffs. Although I'm sure any time that ads on jerseys get brought up, it's one of those things. We could have a poll question where it's just like, what's the most hated? 
and it would be all the the typical touchstone ones that we we touch on a lot. A lot. And Rob Manfred's name probably get, get thrown. It, it, what what do you hate the most? Ads on jerseys. Rob Manfred. Now that would be a battle. That would be a real contest. But I think ads on jerseys probably will win today. And at least at last check, let's take a look at it. Yeah, yeah it's not at fifty percent quite yet. But uh, it's pretty close. It'll probably finish around 50%. So we'll see how uh, that plays out. And you can vote on the poll question. It is up on Twitter. It is at Gordon Damer. All right, a couple other things. That we, enough with the baseball. But if you want to get on that, that, you certainly can. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. couple other things. One football uh, and one basketball related. Yesterday, Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn brought up the name Colin Kaepernick. Now, I don't know, reading the stories that that I read, I don't know if he was asked about it or if he just kind of brought it up on his own. But what he said was that NFL teams would be crazy not to add Colin Kaepernick's name to their list of players to work out in, pre- in preparation for the upcoming season. And I would agree with that. I think Anthony Lynn is is obviously right. When you look at some of the names who are backup quarterbacks in the NFL, to not have Colin Kaepernick's name even on the list – would be crazy. But some people, and I think that this is at least one of the issues that, that Kaepernick may have in, in trying to get back in the league at this stage is that as soon as his name came up, people, and it, the fact it was from somebody of a, of a team, right? The head coach of a team mentioning his name and mentioning it as, you know, a possible destination, people automatically jump to well, the Chargers, the Chargers are looking at Colin Kaepernick. The Daily News, the New York Daily News, Chargers have Kaepernick on workout list, but clock is ticking. No, they're not. No, they don't. They're not bringing him in for a workout right now. And the Chargers, and this is part of the another problem that Kaepernick is going to have, the Chargers are not going to sign Colin Kaepernick, and not, unless something dramatically changes with their quarterback situation. And this is not even on the Kaepernick side because, again, you have to find out whether or not he's willing to accept a situation where he clearly comes in as a backup. Now, he might be willing to accept a, a, a job where, you know, it's a little bit more open-ended. But it's not going to – if he were to sign with the Chargers, he would have a, a very small chance of ever playing it. I don't know if he wants to go through all this, everything that he's gone through, even to play at all, never mind – come in in a backup role just to say, hey, look, I made it back to the NFL and then never get the chance to play. The Chargers are not going to sign Colin Kaepernick. And everybody's jumping, or at least a lot of people, jump to the conclusion because the head coach brought up his name. You know, for the Chargers, they have Tyrod Taylor, who Anthony Lynn loves. He's under contract, and I don't know what his contract situation, you know, how it breaks down. He had a two-year, I think, $12 million deal. I don't know if he has guaranteed money this year, but I don't think Anthony Lynn is going to part ways with Tyrod Taylor, considering this is the second place where Anthony Lynn has coached Tyrod Taylor, uh, just to bring in Colin Kaepernick. And then even for Tyrod Taylor, it's only a matter of time before he loses the job, almost certainly, to Justin Herbert, who was drafted sixth overall. So... People need, I know that, you know, it gets clicks and it gets eyeballs and Colin Kaepernick's name right now is one, especially with everybody looking to see whether or not he does get another, another opportunity. But the Chargers are not going to be that team. And to just jump on, oh, you know what? The Chargers have brought up Colin Kaepernick. Well, this could be it. It's not. No, that's not going to be it. They're not going to sign him. 
James catches, puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History part of Ah, oh, your moment of inspiration for this Thursday edition of the Gordon Damer Show from, uh, what was that, 2013, right? Game six, great call by Mike Green. Bang! Bang is such a sensation. The fact that that was not taken by the time that Mike Breen, you know, rose to uh, his position as the, the, the lead voice on the NBA, really from any sport, nobody took bang. That's kind of hard to believe, right? Let's play it again uh, there. Brian, go ahead and hit it. James catches, puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History part of Bang! Bang! game with five seconds remaining. Nobody took Bang. Baseball, you would figure Bang would be right. When you're coming up with your call, Bang would be, would be right in the wheelhouse. Even for football, right? Bang. But no, nobody. It's Mike Breen's. And great call by Mike Breen, uh, this date. 2013, as Ray Allen hit the big three and the Spurs uh, not able to close out on that rebound. Chris Bosh, the big rebound there, got it out to Allen. They reviewed it, of course. It was obviously a three, and uh, away you go. All right, your moment of inspiration for this uh, Thursday morning. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Our poll question up for today on Twitter at Gordon Damer about the uh, changes to the baseball, uh, if they do come up with an agreement on 2020. You can vote on that there. You know, I did, I wanted to mention something before we get to the Knicks. I've been wanting to mention something and every day I, 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 it just slips my mind. We get into other things and it's just, it's gone, right? It's right out of my, my wheelhouse. But, uh, Anthony Donahue is, uh, someone I've, no, I've probably known him for about 15 years. And if you know Anthony, he is as diehard a Nick fan as there has ever, and to say diehard is, Almost not doing him justice, right? Because we all think that we know diehard fans. I would say I do not know a fan of anything anywhere as big as Anthony is a fan of the Knicks. And he has been with the Knicks through thick and thin. And obviously, I mean, you don't need to know all the ins and outs of it. There's been a whole lot more thin than thick over the last 20 years. Well, but he's on board, right? And he is as good a dude, if you don't know him, as you will find. And among his qualities that are admirable, is his devotion to his sister, Gianna. And Gianna was diagnosed with cancer in 2010 when she was 10 years old. She beat that over time. And then last year she suffered a stroke because of a brain tumor. Now, I can't, in the, even if just talking about for the hour, I can't do the, the, the relationship justice. I mean, he is truly an inspiration in his devotion to his sister, her courage, her spirit, given the, I mean, the extremely difficult road that she has had to deal with, they both have been absolutely amazing. And I bring this up because currently uh, they have a Go- GoFundMe campaign to kind of overcome uh, the expenses of her care. I know as of yesterday, they were very close. They may have already uh, reached their goal. I believe that you can exceed the goal if you can, if you have something to give. Please donate, even if it's just a couple of bucks. Anything you can do, I can tell you from the deepest part of my heart, it is absolutely for an amazing cause. As I said, I think that they were pretty close to it. If you just look for, uh, you know, GoFundMe and uh, support for Gianna 
and Anthony. Gianna, G-I-A-N-N-A, and Anthony. I mean, the the relationship that they two have, uh, and I have not seen Anthony in a few years, but you know, just kind of follow people on um, uh, on social media. He is really one of the good dudes, and uh, it's absolutely, even if it's just a couple of bucks, it is absolutely going to a good cause. All right, so we'll move from that to uh, Anthony's favorite team, which, of course, is the Knicks. And uh, there were reports yesterday of the Knicks now adding names to their coaching search, right? It seemed like they had uh, focused on a few names early on. Obviously, Tom Thibodeau, Kenny Atkinson, Mike Woodson, as well as Mike Miller, the current interim coach. But now it seems like they are adding names to the list. Uh, Chris Fleming of the Bulls, uh, Ime Odoka of the 76ers, who's an assistant there, Pat Delaney of the Magic. So I'm not going to tell you I know anything about any of those people. I might not even have pronounced their names correctly. But, you know, in the past, it feel and, and look, maybe this is going to be the same old, same old. But it seems like in the past, the Knicks have have done this kind of thing, right? Like when they go into a coaching search or they go into a search for a, a big position, they always see they always make it seem like, well, we're casting a very wide net. And then before too long, that net is not nearly as wide as it was presented. <laughs> it seems like that net is just a fishing line. And there's one person that they're focusing on, and it's only that person. That's the only person that can have. And, and I think that they run into trouble a lot of times. And, and anything that the Knicks can do differently than the way they have been operating business in the past, I think is probably a good way to go. Now, I don't think that any of the people that they're going to interview, whether or not they have a legitimate chance to get the job, I don't know. But I think it's better to talk to as many people, go into the process, and I know it's an overused expression, kind of trust the process of leaving yourself open to finding out things about these guys. Who knows? Maybe these guys might turn out to be an assistant for the Knicks. Maybe they surprise you in ways that you did not expect. I expect, and I have for a while, and I think you probably do too, that it's going to be Tom Thibodeau. Because of the relationship with Leon Rose, because of the name, because of the way the Knicks usually operate, that's probably the biggest name that you will point to in this coaching search, at least the biggest name so far. Uh, and the Knicks do like that kind of splash factor to say, all right, it's going to be different. You know, I think that's why Phil got the job that he got when he got it. But it seems like a lot of times the Knicks have have focused on that one name and have uh, avoided everything. Uh, Leon Rose is a perfect example, right? When it was announced that Steve Mills was out, it seemed like they were going to cast this wide net. Knicks are going to turn over every rock looking for the answer. And then within, it seemed like a day, it was Leon Rose. So hopefully that's not going to be the way they operate this time. I expect that it's still going to be Tom Thibodeau that gets the job. I, I've said in the past, I don't think that that's the, the perfect fit. Uh, but we'll see how this goes. But the fact that the Knicks seem like that they're going to change their approach over what they've done in the past, I'll give them a small thumbs up for that. You know what the, the businesses they have to uh, hit us up? All the barber shops. Because God knows I need – I have not oh, had yeah. a haircut – since February, I get my hair cut like every three weeks. I have, I, I'm looking like Don Mattingly cir- circa 1986 right now. I got curls in the back. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. My wife keeps uh, offering, but, uh, I, you know, look, I don't want to do any, da- any term. I don't think you can do long-term damage to hair just by cutting it, but you never know. Who knows? Maybe uh, that's uh, part of the problem. So, all right, Gordon Dammer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. 
Our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, has to do with Major League Baseball. They've done it again. They've figured out a way. Each day we get done with the show, I said, that's it. I'm done with this baseball till I can't take it anymore. And yet baseball does something. They figure out a way to still own the news cycle. It's usually not positive. And even yesterday was not positive because in case you're just getting up, it seems like baseball is moving closer to coming up with an agreement. But they have not agreed to anything as of yet. And don't you dare say they would. They have. The, the players will come and beat you up if you do. They want to make it clear that they did not agree on anything as of yet. And who knows? Knowing baseball, it'll probably devolve into uh, something over the next couple of days before they eventually come up with some sort of agreement. And they will play the 2020 season, mainly because the owners caved. That's what really happened yesterday. You'll hear reports about, well, they got in a room, they got face-to-face, and I said about this time yesterday. It's not about getting face-to-face. It's about changing what you're willing to offer. If you get in the room and you look at each other face-to-face, it's not been a miscommunication that they've not been able to work out. It's not that the owners didn't know that the players wanted 100% of the prorated salary or pro rata, as you may have heard. It's not that the uh, players didn't know that the owners only wanted to play a certain number of games and were not willing to move forward if the players were going to threaten with a grievance if and when the season was instituted. No, they all both sides knew that already. So it wasn't necessarily about getting in the room. It was about changing what they said to each other once they started talking again. And it was clear the biggest obstacle that there was out there until the owners agreed that paying the players 100% of their prorated salaries, there was not going to be any conversation coming back the other way. So yesterday, the owners finally caved to that. Rob Manfred, as uh, the, the front man for the owners, caved to that. And the proposed agreement that they've at least touched on so far, that's in there. And for their part, the players, according to uh, Jeff Passan, said that the players' union would uh, waive its right to file a grievance in the most recent proposal for Major League Baseball. So that's progress. Now, they've not reached any agreement as of yet, and there were some reports that it seemed like that they had reached an agreement, and the the uh, players came out very quickly and said, that's not that's not true. But Rob Manfred said, for his part, quote, we left that meeting with a jointly developed framework that we agreed could be the basis for an agreement and subject to conversations with our respective constituents. So it seems like they are moving closer. We'll see if uh, by the weekend, maybe by Monday, they have something in place. Optimism generally doesn't have a very sh- a long shelf life in Major League Baseball. It seems like maybe with all negotiations that this is the way things kind of break down. But under the proposal... The season would begin July 19th. I guess that is also subject to change if they don't agree here in in the next day or two. The owners want a 60-game slate with 10 days off. So Sources on both sides, according to Buster, said that the negotiations, uh, that there is an expectation that further talks will result in a schedule of about 65 games. And as things stand right now, one of the stumbling blocks is the number of games played, which is really an argument about money. That's It's not about the number of games. It's not that the players are saying, well, you know, this is not going to be a representative season unless we play this. No, because they're getting paid the prorated portion of their salaries, 
They want to play as many games as possible. I think 60 games would only be 37% of what their uh, initial salaries would have been if they had played 162 or something along those lines. So they want to play as many games as possible. One side says 60. The other side says 70. It would seem to just even the basic outsider, if if those are the two numbers you're working with, it would be very easy to come to an agreement on what the eventual number will be, whether or not, again, this is Major League Baseball, who can, you know, fall down on themselves as, as good as anybody. So I can't imagine that they won't be able to overcome that obstacle. And it shouldn't really take all that long, right? Like that should not take 24 hours to overcome the obstacle between two numbers of 60 and 70. It should be pretty easy to just split the difference and play 65. But again, it is Major League Baseball. But that's not the only proposed change to the season. And that ties into our poll question today. Which of the proposed changes do you, uh, changes do you hate the most? And we put up four of them, although there are more than four. But, I mean, I don't know how many uh, people really care about the, the minimum player commitments for broadcast elements. I, we didn't put that one in, right? We didn't, uh, we didn't include the enhanced housing allowances for spring training in the regular season. We left that one out. You, may, you, you might be fired up about that, but we, we did not consider you as part of the poll. I apologize. And yes, 60 games would amount to 37% of a 162-game season and salary. So there you go. That's the number. But the ones we went with for the poll question, which is, again, up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, which do you hate the most? A, universal DH. B, expanded playoffs. C, ads on jerseys. Or D, too few of games. Well, uh, I think that uh, I mentioned earlier that I think ads on jerseys is clearly going to win. It doesn't offend me all that much because we have ads on everything. I mean, you don't even notice them after a while, right? Do you? Like when the when the season actually begins, how long do you think it's going to take before that that little Nike swoosh on the Yankee jersey? You don't even notice it. It'll just feel like it's just part of. Now, if they if the ads on jerseys turn out to be some brat, you know. Diet Mountain Dew on the sleeve, you know, that might be a little bit more abrupt than a, a simple, but you know, I, I think that uh, that's the way things are moving and I'm not going to get all that upset. And as I've said in the past, I think in, in terms of uh, abruptness and, and, and screaming out for attention, anytime I see a Yankee jersey with the name on the back and the way that it is, it's just that, that to me is far more uh, enraging than a simple Nike swoosh on the front. You know, Judge Sanchez. That, that one screams to me much more than him. If it were me and I had a vote on the poll question, not that I expected to win, I would say the expanded playoffs annoy me because it's just against the essence of what baseball is. And uh, much like the universal DH, once it's in, you're not going to get it out. And maybe they'll, they, I don't know what the expanded playoffs will be for the first year, for this year, because it's such short games. I do think you probably have to expand a little more to make sure the best teams do get in. But unfortunately, I think that that's the way things are moving and the, the expanded playoffs will just be part of life. And baseball is not like the other sports. And that's actually a good thing. You want it, you know, like people say in life, do you, right? Don't do Mountain Dew. No, do you. And, and and expanded playoffs is not part of Major League Baseball. Baseball is not because of the schedule, because of the way it's designed. It's not about half the league making the playoffs. It's just not what it's about. And expanding the playoffs to be like football, 
to be like uh, the NBA, the NHL. It's not even about being them as much as it is. It's just another way to make money. And there's there's acceptable you – know, look, they, unfortunately, they'll make money any way that they can, and, and, and expanded playoffs is probably going to make them a whole lot more money than anything else. But it's just uh, – it's annoying for someone who loves the sport. And again, I'm the dope who will be watching no matter what, so maybe I'm part of the problem. But the expanded playoffs, to, want, to me, is the one that uh, would uh, annoy me more than anything. Uh, the, the, the two fewer games, everybody just seems like um, – you're resigned to that, right? You can't play 162. And whether or not you'll ever play the whole season, you know, that's out there as well. People have brought up, well, you know what? If they if they play deep into um, October, the models for coronavirus is that there's going to be a second wave around that time and it's going to shut down everything anyway. Well, look, that very well might be true. And if that ends up happening, well, I don't think anybody's going to really blame Major League Baseball. Like, how did you not foresee you should have wrapped up the season even shorter? No, I don't think anybody's going to really complain about Well, look, people will complain about anything, but I don't think the majority of people will complain about that. I think that you just have to hope for the best if you're baseball, schedule the season as it is, and then if things change... And if it is that bad, I think that all these sports are going to have to be dealing with it, right? Because of the the delay and everything being shut down, everything is going to be getting pushed back, if not starting around that time with the NFL. So every sport is going to have to deal with that. And whether or not Major League Baseball can overcome that or should be factoring that in right now, uh, I think would be a mistake. All right, it's going to do it for today. We're already out of time. Please uh, vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. In case you didn't hear us a little bit earlier, if you have not already, please uh, donate to uh, Anthony Donahue's uh, GoFundMe, which we mentioned earlier. It's at uh, GoFundMe.com, support for Gianna and Anthony. And I just looked. They have already exceeded their goal, but you know what? Put a little bit more into it. Uh, we'd appreciate it, and it's for a good cause. So we'll see you uh, tomorrow starting at 5 a.m. We'll be back then. We'll see you tomorrow at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.